Welcome back to Ascend Student Ministries Anchor Podcast. Today we find ourselves in Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4 reads, And as they were speaking to the people, the priests and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them, greatly annoyed because they were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they arrested them and put them into custody until the next day, for it was already evening. But many of those who had heard the word believed, and the number of men came to about 5,000. On the next day, the rulers and elders and scribes gathered together in Jerusalem with Annas the high priest and Caiaphas and John and Alexander and all who were of the high priestly family. And when they had set them in the midst, they inquired, By what power or by what name did you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders, if we're being examined today concerning a good deed done to a crippled man, by what means this man has been healed, let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man is standing before you well. This Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders, which has become the cornerstone. And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, and perceived that they were uneducated common men, they were astonished, and they recognized that they had been with Jesus. But seeing the man who was healed standing beside them, they had nothing to say in opposition. But when they had commanded them to leave the council, they conferred with one another, saying, What shall we do with these men? For that a notable sign has been performed through them is evident to all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. But in order that it may spread no further among the people, let us warn them to speak no more to anyone in this name. So they called them and charged them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered them, Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than to God, you must judge. For we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. And when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding no way to punish them because of the people. For all were praising God for what had happened. For the man on whom this sign of healing was performed was more than forty years old. When they were released, they went to their friends and reported that the chief priests and the elders had said to them. And when they heard it, they lifted their voices together to God, saying, Sovereign Lord, who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them, who through the mouth of our father David your servant, said by the Holy Spirit, Why did the Gentiles rage and the people's plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his anointed. For truly in this city there were gathered together against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, to do whatever your hand and your plan had predestined to take place. And now, Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness, while you stretch out your hand to heal, and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God. God with boldness. Now the full number of those who believed were of one heart and soul, and no one said that any of the things that belonged to him was his own, but they had everything in common. And with great power the apostles were giving their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. There was not a needy person among them, for as many were owners of lands or houses, sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold, and laid it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to each as any had need. Thus Joseph, who was also called by the apostles Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, a Levite, a native of Cyprus, sold a field that belonged to him and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. For a nugget of truth today, we're going to focus in on the sovereignty of God that we see on display in this passage through the prayers of the believers for continued boldness with what's going on. As we look down, starting in verse 23 through really 28, we see what had taken place was that these people understood 
that God had placed the unique situation for Jesus's betrayal, his death, and his resurrection as a part of the larger plan that he had. And so he had placed that into a situation where it seemed like Herod and Pontius Pilate and the Gentiles were all in control of the situation, when in fact they were just merely players in the perfect plan of God. And so what do I mean by that? I mean that as we look through the scriptures, we see how the events of Jesus's crucifixion, his resurrection, and his ascension, all of those things take place as a part of God's perfect plan. The prophets would not be able to prophesy with the accuracy that they did had it not been a part of God's specific plan. And so while Satan, while these Gentile rulers, while all of these people feel like that they're winning and they're able to bring about judgment upon Christ in the situations that we saw in the Gospel of Luke, what this passage displays is the believers knew that the sovereign Lord, the one who made heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in it, he was in control of that entire situation. He was in control of Herod. He was in control of Pontius Pilate. And that everything that his hand was in was a part of his plan, and he had predestined that to take place. We see that there in verse 28. He knew what was happening. He was not reacting to the situation. He was not just trying to come up with a plan B or how to salvage the situation. But all that took place in that time was a part of his perfect plan. Since those believers know that, they know that they're prepared for whatever the suffering is that might come. As Peter and John have just come out of a situation where they've stood in front of leaders and stood in front of an imprisonment and possible even beatings and other things, they knew that they could have boldness because whatever took place was a part of God's plan. Would they suffer? Maybe. But if they did, it was for the glory of God. Would there be days where they were able to preach openly and freely? Certainly. But if not, it would be part of God's plan for them to be imprisoned, for them to be beaten, for them to be suffering in the same ways their Savior did. So they take great courage in that. They pray for continued boldness, that whatever the roadblocks are that are ahead, that they would be willing to advance the gospel and willing to continue to see God's mission on display as he extends his kingdom throughout the known world. And so that should be a great encouragement for us today. Number one, to know that God has a perfect sovereign plan, that as we experience different things, that is a part of God's plan. You know, right now, as we reflect as a nation about things that are going on here in our uh, state of Kansas with the recent vote that did not go in the favor of what we would say a biblical Christian worldview would represent, we understand that those things are not a surprise to God, that he knows that the sinfulness of the people around us is on display. And that's a greater call for us to be encouraged and to understand the boldness that we need to share the good news of Jesus Christ and to fight for the lives of the unborn and to speak out on the difference between what God is calling us to do and what the world is saying is appropriate. So we pray for boldness that we would understand that we might endure suffering or ridicule or other things because of what we do, but that should never cause us to waver in our faith, knowing that God is in control. He holds our salvation in his hand and ultimately that is the only thing that should matter to us. As far as our question for today, I want us to just jump down to verse 31, and it says, And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken. So what's up with that? Why are we seeing this 
seemingly earthquake that takes place. When we understand what takes place in other parts of Scripture, that there are theophanies that accompany earthquakes or appearances of God that display that God is coming to see what is going on, we can see that specifically in places like Exodus 19, where we see that with Mount Sinai. We also see that in the book of Isaiah, as he is sitting there praying before the Lord, Isaiah 6. We see that that earthquake accompanies his presence. And so when we see this taking place, it's a significant symbol of the response of God to the prayer that's just taken place, which is saying, yes, I've heard this and I will continue to bless what is there. So that earthquake is essentially God's response. It's not audible, but it's a display that, yes, I've heard the prayer for boldness, for the continued blessing of that. And the Holy Spirit then accompanies them and continues to give them that boldness that they've prayed for. We see that in the last part of verse 31. So that divine response seen in that natural phenomenon of the earth shaking is a significant portrayal of the reality of what's happening and is showing them how God has given his approval of what they're doing and his continued blessing for their endeavors. So maybe that was your question today. Hey, what's happening here with this earthquake or the earth shaking as they're praying? That's kind of a strange phenomenon. Maybe you have another question from this passage. As always, as you're reading God's word, there's certainly some parts that you may not understand fully or you want to know more about. We encourage you each day to seek out a question to find an answer to, to study God's word in a greater sense, to share what you're learning with others so that you can be growing in your love for the Lord. Know today you are loved. You're-